Today our people can see that we're faced with a government conspiracy. This government has failed us. The senators who are filibustering concerning your and my rights, that's the government. Don't say it, Southern senators, this is the government. This is a government filibuster. It's not a segregationist filibuster. It's a government filibuster. Any kind of activity that takes place on the What's up, baby? What's up? True Colors Podcast. True Colors Podcast back in it. Um, we couldn't make it Sunday. Yeah, we couldn't make it Sunday, but we here a special night Tuesday. What up, Cobb? Cobb, you with me? Cobb ain't with me right now. Fuck it. Shout out to City J, Blog Talk Radio, Dust Spot Radio. Uh, last year, we... Oh, I'm sorry, last show, we um, we was talking about uh, Kaepernick, Colin Kaepernick, you know, the San Francisco quarterback, and the stand that he's making by not participating in the national anthem, you know, simply because of the, the way African Americans and people of color have been treated throughout this country, and we're going to pick that up where we left it off. We couldn't get into it like we wanted to, um, and and recent developments about that related to the situation, players have been stepping up and have been getting interviewed as well, such as the quarterback for the Carolina Panthers, last the current NFL MVP, uh, Cam Newton, and they asked him a lot of questions. You know, um, the typical, you know, do you stand with him and stuff like that. And he did a lot of. Dude did a lot of dancing around the interviews. He never gave any yes or no type answers or any firm beliefs or disbeliefs. He did a lot of tap dancing, so to speak, around the truth, because the truth is no sugarcoating. And as a young man from the west side of Atlanta, I'm pretty sure he has a lot of stories to share with us coming up. But nonetheless, we got brothers like this who's making it hard for the revolution by tap dancing around certain subjects to, because we got people that's giving him money and they feel that he don't need to speak like that because it's going to affect his brand. You know, copy with me? No? I fuck it. Yeah, and my opinion is that Coons like this piss me the hell off. You know what I mean? Like, I don't get the shit. It's like, dude, you already got $60 million guaranteed in your contract, so you good. You know what I'm saying? You want people to make 30 40 or, or less a year, take all the risk. You know what I'm saying? Who don't have a platform that you have. You know what I'm saying? Like, you the NFL EVP and you're a young black man. You represent a lot of people out there that's going through what Kaepernick is talking about every single day. And for you to not punch the issues in the face when they set up for you to knock them down, it's kind of like a spit in everybody's face. You know what I'm saying? Like, so hopefully this gets back to Cam Newton. Like, he, he let me down a lot, man. It's like, I hate to say it, man, but you cooned out, Cam. You cooned out big time, man. Now, there's been other players, other linebackers uh, for the Eagles who refused to participate in the anthem. It's been, you know, um, 
Brandon Marshall, he supports, he openly supports Kaepernick. You know, so it's a lot of it's a lot of NFL brothers, you know, who's stepping up. But it's like the ones that's at the that got the biggest platform, they got a hold on. And you people, we gotta realize that. I know, I know it gotta be good, man. I know, but you good. It's like, what's the worst that could happen? They take some money away from you. If you keep smashing on that field, bro, you gonna make your money. We gonna buy your jerseys. We gonna come see you play. You know what I'm saying? That that arena is gonna be sold out. Look at Kaepernick's jersey. His jersey is one of the highest selling jerseys right now. He ain't even a starting quarterback because I think of politics, but he ain't even a starting quarterback and he got the highest selling jersey. You know what I'm saying? So regardless of what stance that you take, and hopefully it's on the side of your people, you gonna always be able to make some money. You know what I'm saying? Especially if you stay true to yourself. If you stay true, then the truth is gonna always follow you around, man. Because we ain't gonna never turn our back on you for keeping it real. You know what I'm saying? So just keep it real with yourself, man, and keep it real with your people, and the money gonna come. You already the money already made anyway. You got sixty million dollars guaranteed plus other endorsements. So I never understood, you know. Why Why be scared, you know? <sighs> so, my thing with Kaepernick is that I don't have a problem with it, and I admire it. He's done absolutely nothing wrong. Like, he's been professional. He's been exp- explaining every – he's answered every question. He's not dodged a bullet. He's in good spirits. Um but he hasn't been named the starting quarterback because I think that they're trying to punish him some kind of way. They're putting in a quarterback who who's went four and twenty seven the last thirty games, thirty plus games of his career. I can't think of his name right now. I give I get it to you before the show's over. Um, I don't think Kaepernick lost the starting job due to his abilities. I think he lost it due to his politics. And you know, off-field situation. Of course, that's just my opinion. And obviously, I don't think the Forty ers nor the coaching staff has his back. So I'm gonna pray for Ka- for Kaepernick and hope that he that he has the season of his lifetime because that's what it's gonna take for these issues to continue to get attention because he's shining the light on these attention, which and now he shines the light on himself. Now, I hope that this brother does not get hurt or anything because as soon as he he's not on that field, as soon as they go sweep all this under the rug. So, God, you with me? Um, I still don't got him yet. So, I'll right. chime, chime in with you while we waiting on him. All right. Say to Jay. Blog talk this about radio. What you think about what you think about that camp situation, man? I think it's it's interesting because one part you um I don't know if you you've gotten if you if you're getting into it, you're gonna get into it. But the interesting part is did you see that story about the female soccer player that actually stood up is actually decided to kneel down for him? 
um, at one of her nah. games doing the anthem. Uh, yeah, it's catching. It's catching slowly. A white female um, soccer uh-huh. player, she decided to do the same, and she said the same thing. She said, um, "We, um, as white people, we had to stop stop pretending like this stuff isn't the case. That's because it's not it's because it's not um, it's directly involving us. It, 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 we don't what well, we don't realize. Last time I checked, this is America. So if it affects one facet of the community." One facet of America, it involves everyone. Exactly. Exactly. So what I'm saying is people are focused on making these people targets when they need to be targeting the issue. These people are not taking a knee for no reason. You know what I'm saying? Like every time I get on social media, I'm having to find myself taking breaks on social media because of the barrage of information that I'm receiving in the videos and the tweets and and the onslaught that I'm receiving about black people getting mistreated or brown people getting mistreated every single day. Every single day, like, it's not stopping at all. If anything, it's getting, I don't even know if it's getting worse, but it's getting highlighted, you know what I'm saying? Just like Will Smith said, racism is not, it's not going away. It's not getting it's not getting better or worse. It's getting recorded. You know what I'm saying? So now we're not the only ones that see these videos. People across the world, everybody, when you put it on the Internet, you're opening the door for the entire world to see this video. Now, the president of the Philippines has recently called out America, saying that America basically needs to stop killing black people. And now the White House has counseled Obama to go to the Philippines. They don't want him to go over there now. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, damn, it's like they don't want they don't want to be known for for how they treat us. They just want to sweep it all under the rug. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, America has a lot of skeletons in the closet to open the door and clean it out when you have the money and the resources because you, your country was built for free. By the people that you mistreating, you know what I'm saying. The world knows this, regardless if you want to acknowledge this, this or not. America was built for free for other people to come in and make a life for them, make a life for them from other other countries. But the people that built the country can't get shit in 2016. Yeah, I'm, I'm with it, man. You know, I, I respect what Kaepernick doing. Uh, you know, I, I got into a couple conversations with people who who didn't understand it because a lot of people, you know, if you if you just sit back and 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 you know, just listen to what he's saying, it makes perfect sense. You know, the only time it starts getting kind of out of control is when people dilute his message. And you know, they they tried to add him add that he was against the military. Then they tried to say like you know he's talking about himself personally, and that ain't got nothing to do with with nothing, man. You know what I'm saying? So. So I, I I roll with them, man. I think, and you know, it's like you like you said, like other countries. I think I think that's a lot of the going on with us too here in America is like we we don't understand how corrupt our media our media is, and you know until we start kind of understanding that, like a lot of the the, the news stories we see, we see, you know, a lot of. Uh, Everything that we have here in America comes with somewhat of an agenda, 
And until we start recognizing that and you can kind of just look at that, look at that shit and then kind of, you know, just move along, then, you know, you know, we, we're going to have a, we're going to have a problem. You know, I don't, I don't really take a lot of the stuff that I see from media. I don't, I don't take that shit to heart anymore, man. Just because I understand that they have an agenda, they all about money and they all about making sure that we look a certain way. So, you know, right now, whatever Kaepernick doing, you know, I, I respect it a hundred percent and I'm with it. Yeah, I love it, man. Like, just recently, you know, he got the fro outside of the autographs. You know, like, that's a hell of a sight to see. You know what I'm saying? Like, just a, a young brother like that putting himself on that platform when nobody asked him to, you know what I'm saying? It was just in his heart, and he did what was right, you know? And hopefully that becomes a trend, you know what I'm saying, for our athletes. Yeah, I expected I expected a lot of a lot of a lot of I guess other starters, a lot of major starters like the Cam Newtons and people of that to kind of you know kind of stand up with them. But you know, right yeah. now we still having a problem with a lot of our athletes. Man, they got that they got they got they got their mind their mindset on money and their brand, and you know they they still not they not understanding the magnitude. And how this type of stuff works, you know, if we get a lot of our our major athletes to stand up together, then you know you get a lot of regular people to stand in line, and and it'll just keep the movement going and makes the movement stronger instead of having people, you know, kind of playing both sides of the field like Cam Newton did, which I was I was really disappointed in when I seen him. Yeah, do. yeah, man. It's like you don't want to call him a coon, but we know why you did. Why you did it instead of just saying what's truly in your heart, man. Now, I can see if you was a white boy with a silver spoon in your mouth and you never really experienced nothing real, but you a boy from the hood, you experienced more racism last year during your best season of your career. So I know you got to feel a certain type of way of what Kaepernick is talking about, but you steady playing, you playing it safe, trying not to piss nobody off. And you basically just making yourself look look crazy as hell. It's like, dude, all you got to do is say what's in your heart. Whether you agree with Cap or not, just say what's in your heart. But don't play it. Don't straddle the fence, man. We ain't got time for that, regardless of who you are. Whether you Cam Newton or, or somebody else with no money in their pocket, basically you got to pick a side now. Otherwise, you got to stand for something or you file for anything. And Cam Newton refused to stand. You know, I don't know what the hell he was talking about, and I was extremely disappointed. So I mean, they said they said he got a, of course, you know what I'm saying, you follow the dollars, and, you know, you follow what a lot of stuff is. They said he hired a brand, a brand manager to where, you know, he's trying to repair his image from a lot of the things that he did last year which he really didn't do anything bad last year, but his perception wasn't, you know, as good as he wanted it to be. So he has a new, like, brand manager, which is why when I asked him that question, he didn't really want to voice his own opinion. He wanted to kind of stay in the middle. He wanted to stay safe because he wanted Cam Newton, the brand, to stay protected. And as far as Cam Newton, the person that a lot of, you know, people look or looked up to who was just really just, you know, uh, a young black man really haven't gotten in any major trouble, you know, instead of disrespecting the, the man that, that we all, you know, respected him to be, 
he wants to get, you know, more money and and to be looked at, you know, viewed different by the majority of society, which is the Caucasians and, you know, here in America. So, you know, when you just, just follow follow the money a lot of times, man, and look how people actions is, you know, you ask them a simple question, they can't give you a straight answer, then, you know, that's kind of, you, you already know what that is, man. And looking at him, I was, like I said earlier, man, I was real disappointed. I, I expected some people to do that, you know, like the whole Russell Wilson's, but I didn't expect Cam Newton to kind of just play down the middle, like, you know, like he didn't know about anything. Because last year when they was getting on him and he, you know, had a bunch of scrutiny, then, uh, you know, he was quick to bring out, you know, I don't want to be be just a black quarterback. I want to do this. So we all know that he knows that it's there. But now he's trying to back off of it so he can protect his brand. And when you do that, man, we pretty much don't – we don't have a use for you. Yeah, man. You chose uh, – you chose money over, over your own people after you already got your money. Anywho, and further, and further news, I've seen the trailer for the new – for the new Nat Turner movie, Birth of a Nation, coming out soon. Um, they trying to run their brother under the table. Um, actor, writer, director, Nate Parker, starring in an upcoming film, Birth of a Nation, has been up under a lot of fire due to old allegations 17 years ago where him and his partner, who also co-wrote the film with him, they were falsely, I'm not going to say falsely accused, but they were acquitted of rape, and the victim, a white girl, killed herself four years later after the trial ended. So now, nobody knew about this, Nate Parker's entire career until now, when he created this film, Birth of a Nation, which sold for $17 million at the Sundance Film Festival. Festival, I'm sorry. And obviously, I don't think this is a coincidence. I think this is propaganda to, to tear the man down before they, before he gets his, before he takes his career to another level. Because before the allegations resurfaced from 17 years ago, um, they was talking about this movie was about to get an Oscar. It was gonna be the next thing, best thing since sliced bread. It's not the average slave movie. It's um, it's telling you a vicious a vicious slave tale that they don't even show you in roots. You know, this is what I'm hearing from reviews of people who already saw the movie. So it's supposed to be a real, real, real good movie, and I'm gonna go definitely check that out when it comes out. Um, I'm gonna get the date for you before the show ends. Go to check it out and support that brother. But what this is, what we have here is white people get scared at the success of truth, if that makes any sense. You see, if the movie wasn't didn't seem to be successful and only made a half a million or a million dollars, then these allegations would have never got dug up. You know, but the money and the attention that this movie has the potential to make about a true story shining a light on how America really is is a problem. 
okay? They don't want the dirty laundry to be aired, especially by a black man who's going to cash in big. So they have to find something to derail his momentum before it gets started. It's all a chess game. So, and in tune, and after the backlash, we got actress Gabrielle Union, who's actually in the movie playing a rape victim, released her testimony statement saying that she was raped, unfortunately, before she was famous inside of Payless when she worked at at gunpoint, and that she basically and that she had that she said rape is a wound that never heals. That's what she said in her letter. Now, my heart go, goes out to her. And I'm going to let Cobb get in in a minute. Just let me finish my point. That my heart goes out to her deeply, and I'm very sorry that you got raped. But as Cobb made made a point to me earlier before, before the show, you work with countless actors, entertainers, screenwriters, producers, et cetera. And I'm pretty sure in Hollywood, Every everybody nobody's perfect. Everybody has dirt on. Them. Nobody's perfect. So why would you wait till now to tear down that that's gonna hurt this brother even more? Like he doesn't need to be torn down for something he was acquitted of seventeen years ago. If you want to release your testimony, that's fine. I have no problem with that. We feel you. I love my black women, but as a black man being the most targeted person on this planet, we need our queens to have our back, especially in situations like this, for the greater good, especially if he was non-convicted and she said she read the whole case, 700 pages. It doesn't say that she said no. It said that she was silent, but silent doesn't equal yes, which it doesn't, which it doesn't, but nowhere in this case does it show that Nate or his friend raped this woman? None of them prove, none of the casework proves that Nate or his friend raped this woman. So why in the world would you try to obviously distance yourself from this brother so you won't, because you're so scared to get blackballed in Hollywood by your little, by your little white friends and derail this brother's momentum when he's obviously a changed man for him to make a movie like this to to take away any more base at his potential than the people already have. We need our, our queens in our corners. We need you in our corners as well as you need us. We have to stick together. We have to. Right, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Kyle. Yeah, no, you know, you know, when you're talking about, you know, any type of sexual assault, you know, that's going to be, it's going to be real kind of a touchy subject. So, you know, what I'm going to say is, you know, kind of, you know, on the same sentiments as you was, you know, she, the fact that she came out to tell her story and saying that she got raped and, you know, assaulted when she was younger, you know, I admire her for being able to bounce back and make some of herself because, you know, that could mentally hunt a woman and stop her from being able to trust, you know, men. So, you know, I don't have anything but the greatest amount of respect for her for that. But, you know, one thing that I, I want to kind of look towards is is the same thing, you know, pretty much what you said. Um, 
it's a reason whether it's you know conscious or subconsciously that she's feeling more comfortable about speaking up against Nate Parker when you know I'm pretty sure you know some screenwriter, some director, some producer, someone that she worked with in Hollywood, you know, and this is not excusing their action, but I'm saying that I'm pretty sure she worked with multiple people, you know, in her past that either had the same same problem was and could have been actually convicted in their crime, which Nate Parker wasn't. And, you know, she didn't speak up about that. And, you know, that's right. that's, that's something that, you know, we got to look at. A lot of the times, whenever things like this happen, what they do is they throw a lot of things out and see what sticks. And then they play on, on our emotions. So, you know, you're so emotional in the fact that, that something happened to you, you're not looking at the overall scheme and to where, you know, somehow, some way you're actually getting getting used just to help them with their agenda. So, you know, right. like I was saying, like, I don't excuse any type of actions. If, if Nate Parker, you know, um, let's say, you know, he acted inappropriately and, and raped or illegally or whatever, no, I, you know, I, I don't support that man at all with that. You know, and that's 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 just the reality of the situation. Cause I don't have a daughter, but I, you know, I have friends that have daughters, and I just respect respect women, whether you know you're white, black, or indifferent. You know, on a on a on a whole level to where you know that that's inexcusable to me. So you know, I'm not defending his actions if if that's what he did. But all I'm saying is the fact that she subconsciously or consciously feels comfortable enough to come out against him. Where you know you don't really see people coming out against Woody Allen whenever he had anything to do, they still cherish that man to this day. And a lot of the stuff that he did, if you look up his past, he's a child molester. Exactly. So, you know that's 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 it's 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 it just seems something to me to where you know we have to we have to look at it, we have to start looking at things. If you're gonna do it to us, we need to do it to them. So. You know, if you feel comfortable talking about that with Nate Parker, then you, whenever you're on the next set of your movies, and you you happen to run into a director that that has some type of issues, whether it be you know some sexual assault, child molestation, anything like that, then I I expect you to speak up. And then when you don't do that, then I kind of lose respect for you. You on the you on the Cam Newton Coon train? So I mean, speak. Nate Parker did over over twenty movies. Uh huh. Probably you know. You know, and, and I, I want to say that this came out before when he did Red Tails, maybe. You know, I want to say I heard something about it then. But it was, it, it wasn't, it was kind of, you know, thrown out there and didn't stick. It got pulled back. And the movie went on to be successful. It was, you know, a pretty decent movie. But this one, it just seems like it's a real, real bad agenda to, to they're trying to tear this movie down. Trying to stop mm-hmm. us from supporting the movie. Mhm. Right. So I mean, that's 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 a lot of it. I mean, you just gotta look at the overall picture of what's going on. I mean, before the movie came out, when you start hearing the rumblings about what the movie was about, how big the movie was going to be, you knew it wasn't gonna be a situation to where you hear these rumblings. It's supposed to be a real, you know, good movie. It's gonna be some type of, you know, give us some type of black pride. You knew the movie wasn't gonna just come out. Like it, it never happens like that. It didn't happen like that when whenever they made Malcolm X, you know, it didn't happen like that whenever they made Selma. Whenever we have anything that has to do to to put us in a different view and change the the way 
that we perceive them, like it's going to be stories come out multiple times. And that's not excusing the actions once again, but that's just saying, you know, when you when you're kinda aware of how the system works, then it doesn't surprise you. So you'll be able to have a different stance. So like I said, you know, I have a stance to where if he did it, then you know, shame on that man. I don't support anything that man did. Now, according to the to the documents, you know what I'm saying, he got off or he didn't do it, either or. So that's the way I have to look at it. Do I have to accept it 100%? No, but that's the way I have to look at it. So, you know, as far as me supporting the movie, I'm still going to support the movie 100%. And I just hope, you know, Gabrielle Union understand that the, I, I expect to hear a lot more out of her after doing something like this. Exactly. I mean, to me, obviously, you waited your entire career to to speak this truth, and all of a sudden now you release it, which means you didn't want to, I don't think. And um, and in the movie, by the way, she plays, she's in the movie, and she plays a rape victim in the movie. So she says that this movie, she agreed to do it because Obviously, she didn't know about the allegations before she did, before she agreed, but she agreed to do the movie because it was a very sensitive subject for her, and we see why, and my heart goes out to her. But like you said, I mean, if you're going to speak up about Nate Parker, we expect you to for, in, for the rest of your career. You know, and it's well. not bashing. It's not. It's not trying to say. You know, I don't take any of her allegations or her story serious or what happened to her. Because you know, I I I believe. You know, I, I really like. I said I have a lot of respect for the fact that she's able to. You know, not really shake that off, but able to continue moving and progressing her life forward and be a successful actress. But you know, once again, you know, you just gotta realize, man, like. The, the agenda is real, and it's been here for years, and it's going to always be here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you never really know. I'm not saying this. I know it sounds crazy, but, hey, you never know if they paid her to say that or made it up or what. You can never underestimate these people, man, out here. But I'm just I'm assuming nobody would make that up, and I'm assuming she's telling the truth before me personally. But you just never know what these people out here, man. Just turn, just turn this movie down just because of them. It's based on a true story that needs to be told, but just to keep just to keep their dirty secrets, these people will go through great lengths. But anyway, man, who you got for song of the week? Oh uh, man, I ain't even got nothing, man. I'm gonna let uh let Seti said, man, just play something, and then we'll get back out the All break. Right. All right, y'all. Song of the week we got. And it's by an artist who's actually a radio host on K104. Uh, this is a track by him called Lifted. He goes by A.V. the Great, Chris Cole. on um, Chris Cole is his name on K104. Um, shoot, I think it's a perfect something to play for the subject matter we got talking about today. And pretty much everything we're talking about, it, it kind of goes in there. So play this track and then we'll be back after this. Yeah. What I do, man. I 
What can you say? We in the struggle. I'm, a, I'm reporting live. But even though we struggling, we got so many blessings, man. And I'm so thankful. And you should be thankful too. Look around you. You ain't dead yet. Alright, alright. <laughs> Who's that again said? Uh, get lifted for the uh, a jam. Uh, let's get lifted by A V the Great. A V the Great, alright. Sound like J. Cole Jr. or something. But alright, today's topic <laughs> Today's topic we back. Is social media helping or hurting today's society? What you got on this cop? Yeah, you know this 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 a hard one for me. I'm gonna have to play it like kind of both sides down the down the field, man. I think it's fifty fifty. You know, on the good part, you know, you're you're able to kind of you know get your message if you're displaying the right message to to more people to a broader audience. You know, somehow, somewhere, you know, you're you're able to to kind of kind of, you know, let other people know just outside in the world that, that you know, it is some, some conscious people out here. It's people who try to live right. And, you know, you kind of, you meet all different aspects of people. But, you know, also on a negative side, just from a, a, a humanity standpoint, like it's a bunch of fucked up people out here, man. That's all social media. And, you know, just like you got some people or, you know, how we feel, like, you know, we get the right message out. There's other people who 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 really try to get the wrong message out, and sometimes you know I just think that we wasn't meant our brains wasn't meant to process a lot of the things that's going on in different parts of our country at the same time, you know. So emotionally, I think it can kind of cause you to to kind of you know play on to kind of make you feel unbalanced and frustrated certain times because you know. I've said this several times. You can take something that you see clear as day and you believe it's wrong, but it's always someone out there that that's an asshole, man. And, and you know, they, they either got to tweet something or, you know, put something on Facebook that's just completely out of bounds, no matter how, how you know, level-headed you try to get. So, you know, for for us as, as adults, you know, you got to be able to kind of weed your, weed people in and out of your life as far as, you know, who's going to be in contact with you on social media and try to limit the things that you see. For kids, man, I think it's it's, it's a real bad thing for kids. Yeah. Um, my opinion, it is bad for kids because it's helping them grow up too fast. You know, it's taking the power out of the parents' hands as far as, Learning and about real life situations, and exposing them to too much too too soon, you know. But my thing is, it can be good and it can be horrible. It's all about how we use it, you know. People use this like it's pretty much. Of course, it's been it's gonna be this way forever now. It's the information age, you know. It's no reason not to know anything, you know. Generally. So that can be good and that can be bad. It's all on how you use it. You can use this social networking as a tool to further your brand 
to further your business, to further a truthful podcast like like us, you know, you can do that or you can do it to, to turn people down. You can do it to be negative. You can do it to be hurtful, to shame people. It's all on your internet your internet usage and social media usage is pretty much a reflection of your personality. If you if somebody takes your phone and looks at your Facebook page, go through your timeline and see what type of stuff is on your timeline, and that's basically that, and it, you know, that's not who you are, but that's part of who you are. You know what I'm saying? If you got a lot of naked women on there, you a freak. You know, you know what I'm saying, on your timeline. If you look on my timeline, you see a lot of social conscious stuff, you know, a lot of family stuff, black stuff, you know, because that's pretty much who I am. That's just not who I, that's just not who I choose to be on social media. That's who I am twenty four seven. You know. But what, what do you but, think about? But, what do you but, think about? What do you think about the, the the fact that, I guess like let's just say over the last two or three years since you kind of been on social media and everything, what do you think the effect is doing to you mentally and psychologically? Of you seeing, you know, whether it be, you know, the different, let's just say they have a video of the different fights or the people gunned down and stuff like that. Like, psychologically, what do you think that does to you to be able to see that on a daily basis? Me or in general? Just you. Me personally, I don't watch fight videos of any kind because it puts me in a negative mood, in a bad place, because I'm not, I'm a peacemaker. I'm not a violent person. You know, I believe in defending myself, but I'm not a shit starter. So I don't like watching fight videos, especially with kids, because kids go fight. Kids always, we all fight as kids, but now it's like you got that that cell phone in front. It adds an extra boost. It's another instigator, you know what I'm saying? And it makes it worse because even if you lose that fight, if you lose that fight, you can live it down because it's not a video of it everywhere for the world to see. Like I said earlier in the show, once you upload that video on Facebook, people people forget that this internet is bigger than your timeline and your friend list. You know what I'm saying? The people in your school, the president of the Philippines can see this fight video if he chooses to because you've put it on the World Wide Web. So once you put that video up there, it's up there. Even if you delete it, it's going to be up there. You know what I'm saying? It's out there. So it's going to be a thumbprint on you forever just from this one fight video. And these kids think it's cute. No, it's not cute. When you try to get a job and your supervisor pulls up these videos of you acting like a buffoon. And you can't get a job because of something you did in front of a damn cell phone. So, so what about the other videos it. like we've been seeing with with the cop shootings and, and everything like that where you actually see someone die? On the footage. Now, okay. Now, that video puts me even in a afraid because, because after these videos surface and the world sees these videos, nothing happens. Of the surface uh, of these videos getting out are more scarier than the videos itself. It's like these people are dying in front of you, and it still, it still gets injustice. It still gets swept under the rug. You know what I'm saying? Like it still gets handled the exact same way it's been been it's been getting handled. 
So that's more scarier than watching somebody die. It's like these people literally do not give a shit. They do not give a shit. Even when it's a video evidence, people are going to say, well, you're still going to have people that say, well, what happened before that? That that five minute video, what did he do? It's like, come on, man. It's like, come on, really? You know what I'm saying? Nobody said, well, what happened to the the, the girl they Parker was with five minutes before she said she went into the room? You know what I'm saying? It's all comes down to white privilege. You know what I'm saying? Now, is this gonna make the country look bad? Yes. Let's sweep it under the rug. Let's get the victims some money because they're gonna be poor because we prey on the poor. Because they have no money to fight us, so we're going to give them some change out of the taxpayers' budget, not the police budget. So it's still not going to affect the police when they people think when they get these when they get some money when they luckily luckily enough to get some money, they think it comes from the police budget. No, it doesn't. It doesn't affect the police. It comes from taxpayers. It takes no base out of the police at all. Nobody loses any money but us. You know what I'm saying? We lose a lot and money that we don't have. So, well, what I think, what I think it is, man. Like honestly, I think you know, social media is 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 really like one of the biggest reasons now. I think the the racial divide is actually growing because you know we've always, you kind of always, you know, just deep down inside felt as if you know we had different views and different opinions and looked at things different from other cultures and other ethnicities of people. But now what happens is you can see a majority of us feeling one way about it, you know, whether it be something simple and small, like we, you know, was talking about the Kaepernick situation. We can all kind of sit back, and whether you agree with it or disagree with it, you can somewhat find yourself understanding what's going on with them to where, you know, and then, you know, you might go on your social media and you'll see the other ethnicities or cultures um, are completely, well, not really a lot of them. I guess I will say the Caucasian culture is really just, you know, not willing, not trying to understand, not willing to accept none of it. It just goes straight to no, you know, he's full of shit to where, you know, it's kind of opening up that divide because everything that we've been saying for years is now starting to be expressed by everybody behind the keyboard. So, you know, we've yep. been saying, you know, somewhat for years how we felt about America over and over again. And, you know, you always kind of have some type of blind blind faith that, you know, a majority of Caucasians aren't like that. You know, that maybe they just don't understand and they're willing to accept certain things or, or willing to listen to reason. And then social media completely removes that blind faith. And now you can put a face on on people and you can see what they say, and you kind of judge it from yourself if you look at 10, 10 white people's comments and seven of them are against you. So I think I think social media is also just ripping the bandage off that of a wound that was really never healed anyway. You know? And, I mean, when we continuously see people getting killed and slaughtered on social media, like mentally – like that's 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 causing a trauma to us, you know. Like I said, whether it's whether it's consciously or subconsciously, once again, you have to think about it. Like for for us to to be able to watch a video where we feel that it's it's racially motivated, uh, and someone gets killed, 
and we have to have to if we don't if we don't see it on social media, you're gonna see it on the news now. So you're gonna see the video, whether it's on one of your websites you're going to, whether it goes whether you go on the news or, you know, whether you just you know, most of the time just talking to a friend. Like they'll pull it out. All right. So I mean the yeah. trauma is continuously being rehashed over and over again throughout the day when you're seeing people literally take their last breath before they die. Yeah, man, and people refuse to see this. It's like we come at you with straight facts and straight information. You know what I'm saying? We don't come at you with personal feelings or opinions because we know that's going to get ignored. But when we come at you with facts and opinions and people still refuse to see the truth, that's a scary thing because we don't know if this is going to end or not because these people – like you say, it's taking off a bandage. It's taking off our bandage. Their bandage seems to be intact. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like they, they do not, they do not miss a beat as far as living their lives or being frustrated. Like it doesn't affect them at all. You know what I'm saying? The only thing that gets on their nerves is us talking about it. You know what I'm saying? Because evidently, in their eyes, it seems that we deserved whatever happens to us for some reason. When we have actual visual footage of certain incidents clearly saying that we didn't, and that's still not enough. That's what scares me the most. You know, it's like these people do not give a shit about us. That's why I was, that's why I was saying what I was saying about people like Gabrielle Union, like sister. I understand you've been through a lot, and we pray for you, but Mister Nate Parker. And a lot of us need women like you of power and beauty and who has a platform to be in our corners right now. Don't worry about getting blackballed. You're a talented sister. You go make a way. Don't worry about that. And hopefully ain't nobody got no dirt on you or nothing. You're making you do nothing crazy, but we need to stick together. You know, just like Spike Lee said, especially in the game of Hollywood, just like Spike say, it's harder to be the president of your own movie studio than to be president of the United States. They will not put you in their power to control the masses. You know, movies ain't nothing but a form of media control for them. And when you got this brother making this powerful film of truth, see, they can't deny it because he ain't making nothing up. Otherwise, the movie wouldn't have made uh, already damn near $20 million. Trust me, they would have cut them short at the festival. So, obviously, the movie ain't lying. So, otherwise, you wouldn't have got this far. So, yeah, but as far as... I think, I think, but, I think you know, overall, overall, what you're saying is uh, a diminishing hope. You know, like, it's kind of like, you know, it's like, it's like you, you've always said the same thing, man. Like, we've always had a stance on how we believe. You know, that we were being unfairly mistreated, like they never really cared about us. You know, they have an agenda get a, a agenda against us. Like we've always somewhat believed in these things, but we didn't have the the, the somewhat concrete evidence against it. You know, we still had mm-hmm. we still had a lot more hope that, you know, it was it was it was, you know, less less evil Caucasians out here than it was people that was actually against us. And that's what I'm saying. Like we we had that we had that that hope, and now that hope is diminishing. 
the more you get involved with social media because you see the comments, because you see after after you see something that might break your heart, and you see someone die in front of their their, their girlfriend and their and their daughter sitting in the back seat. Like you 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 have empathy for that situation, and then when you read comments and you're you're seeing that that's only really going on on one side. And I'm not saying at all, but I'm saying, you know, a majority of empathy is coming really just from, from, from black people when they when they post it. If a black man gets shot, you're going to get a lot of black empathy and you're going to get a lot of black rage to where, you know, you're going to get more on the Caucasian side the questions that you was asking or the questions you were stating, like what did he do? This, 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 and the third. So I think what you're seeing now is a level of hope is diminishing to where now we're being pretty much backed up by by the by the situations we find ourselves on on social media to show that these people literally don't care anymore. Or yeah. it's not like they ever care, but they're they're not even putting up the front. Oh yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. They never cared, but now it's evidence that they don't care. Like concrete yeah, evidence. You have proof. You, know? you got yeah, proof. You like, can read when someone say, "I'm glad that nigga died," and it's a white person. Then you have proof in your mind. It's solidified, especially if you read like you know multiple, multiple responses like that. Like that's gonna that's gonna cause some trauma in your head, which is gonna trigger an emotional response of anger and resentment towards those type of people. Yeah, I mean, look at Donald Trump. I mean, that proves it right there. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Trump knows, Trump is an evil genius. Trump knows that he is not going to win this election. But he's made it this far by proving that racism is alive and well and by simply saying ignorant and untruthful comments for ignorant and untruthful people. You know, they respond to who they are. You know, just like Trump is playing off the racism of America, just like Obama played off people, black people needing hope in America. You know what I'm saying? The only difference is Obama's going to win because Hillary is just making Trump the villain that he's acting like. And it should be an easy win for her anyway. And basically, we all screwed in the end anyhow. But back to social media. The social media is gives people, it can give you false hope. It can give you an extra backbone. It can make you Superman. It can make you whoever you can be whoever you want to be on social media. But I think these kids and these adults need to realize that when you put something out there, it's gonna forever be out there. Like people think just because it's not floating around in your timeline anymore currently that it's it's gone. Like no. These people monitoring their social media stuff. They are literally catching criminals on social on social media. You know what I'm saying? Like jobs are now they're not calling references in. They're checking your Twitter account and your Facebook account to find out who you are. You know what I'm saying? They they do that now. They've been doing that for years. So people you have to be responsible so with this type of power. You know, of course, these kids are not going to be responsible, but as parents and as the elders, we have to teach these kids in this new information age that 
this information age is a powerful thing. And with great power comes great responsibility. You have to be responsible in what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Because as soon as you make a mistake, they will get you or you'll get yourself either or. You know what I'm saying? Like these kids fighting because somebody posted a comment on their picture. Like, come on, man. Like, like really? Like, I'm not going to get upset if you call me something over something and I can just turn off. It's like, come on, man. Like, it don't make I mean, no but sense. it's like, you know, that, that's kind of like you said, though, man. You know, when you have situations like that, you know, kids going to make mistakes. You know, I, I know we got to be able to talk to them about it so they don't make, you know, something that'll end up hurting them for the rest of their life. But, you know, I, I think I think social media impact is, is more is more evident when you're an adult than when you're a kid. Because when you're a kid, I don't really think you're focused on on those type of things. Like you said, you, you're more focused on the trends and, and, you know, just, you know, maybe a little silly kid stuff. But when you're grown and social media ha- has the ability to affect your perception on reality. You know, when you're a kid, I don't I don't know if social media actually, you know, affects your your perception on reality because the things that you're interested in is is most likely not going to be around that long anyway. Right. But you you grow you grow men like me, you and said, and you know a bunch of other other men and women out there. Like you you can look at at some stuff completely different, and it'll literally it can literally mess up your whole day, if not your whole week. Just on some on some things that you see on social media. And yeah, that's, not, that's true. You know, yeah, you know, it's not saying like you're not mentally not strong enough to deal with it, but sometimes just looking on your outlook on humanity changes drastically depending on what you see on so on social media. Yeah, and that's the power that it has. That's what I'm saying. Like it's such a it's it's the most power that we've had at the tip of our fingers. Ever, like, we've never experienced this type of power where we can make a video of thirty seconds and put it out there and get instant feedback. Like that's, you know, that's never happened ever. You know, the more popular you are, the worse it. The more power you get. You know, what I'm saying that's why you you become you become larger than in your life, because in real life, you don't talk to 330 people a day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 5,000 people or 10 million people. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's impossible. So on this little four-inch device, you can you either have the power to help or hurt somebody within seconds. And we have to teach these kids, we have to, not only teach them about the birds and the bees now because that's a part of life, but now this social media game is a part of life too. And you got to have that, that social media talk before you give them that phone. Like, just be careful. Don't embarrass yourself because when you do, you can embarrass yourself permanently, regardless if you're a kid or not. Because if they embarrass themselves, they embarrass you because you're raising them. They're, your kids and what they do or a reflection of you. You know what I'm saying? And we are yeah. a reflection of our kids. Adults. I advise, so. I advise everybody, man, take a break from social media here and there. Oh, yeah. 
you know, however long that is for you, might be might be a week, might be a month, might be a couple of months, however long it is, man. I mean, you start I think you'll notice once you get off of social media that uh, you become plug more normalized. Unplug yourself. Yeah, yeah you know, you, 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 be, you got a lot less tensions in your life, depending on the type of person you is. I mean, the type of information that I constantly found myself looking up was, you know, trying to, you know, inform myself with knowledge on different things. And when you're trying to learn a lot of different things, especially about our people, you find yourself angry a, a lot, you know, and that's, that's the situations I, I was finding myself in, man. So just just being able to unplug myself, man, like it, it honestly relieved a lot of stress. You know, just for me mentally, and I feel a lot better. I mean, yeah, you know, people need to learn how to get on it at the right time. Because I've seen where people they on they on a date, and you freaking on your phone the whole entire date. Like that's the problem. Oh, yeah, the problem. We we lose the communication. We we exactly. we not savoring the moment. We too we too in our phone by social media instead of savoring the moment. Yeah, man. I, I was saying, you got to unplug yourself, man, and appreciate the little things in life. You know? Yeah. But I mean, um, the more you get, I'm just going to say this real quick. The more, you know, you, you find yourself get on it, man, like you start realizing, like, you know, if what, what used to be important to you or little things that used to cause you excitement, you know, if you don't have, if you don't have the people that's following you or the people you're following, Comment on it, you think it's it's not it, it doesn't cause the same level of excitement anymore, and that's a lot of the of the stuff that we're talking about here, man. You just gotta normalize yourself, and you know be able to to remove yourself from that situation, so you can focus more on you and whatever's going around in your surroundings, man. And uh, and on that note, we gonna wrap up tonight. I'm Dub with his homie Kyle. Brought to you by Seti J, Blog Talk Radio, Dust Spot Radio, and we are the True Colors Podcast. And we'll catch you next week. Catch, follow us on. I'm gonna post the show on Facebook. Um, I'm gonna post it on Twitter. Like us on Facebook, and catch a, catch me on my Twitter at Butterman23. B U T T A M A N two three. And Kyle, what you got? I just want to let everybody know, man, like we appreciate all the support we've been getting, man. And, you know, we're going to keep dropping this knowledge on y'all. All right, man, we out. Catch you later. Peace.